Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth podcast, where we tackle the often complicated world of money and finance. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to topics surrounding money. We'll do our best to define concepts, give some examples, and just have a casual conversation to help everyone understand. Our ultimate goal here is to help you build wealth. It is important to note that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share in this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment and must not be misconstrued as official financial advice. That is right. How are you, Van? Another episode. That's right. Another episode. Yeah. So uh, just uh, kind of basking in my vacation. <laughs> yeah. Vacation, rather. Uh, that's yeah. nice. It's um, yeah. spring break, right? Yeah. Spring break has come and gone. So we are just, uh, you know, back to normal life at the moment. Getting slammed at work, I would imagine. Picking Absolutely. Up yeah, those yeah. emails just never stop. Oh, yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I, did I, I don't know if I told you this, but maybe I did tell you this, but... Um, do your kids like hotels or uh, I know you've been out a couple, at least once or twice, right? With your kids? Well, you know, we've been staying mostly Airbnbs, but the last time oh, I went okay. out, last time it was about a, gosh, about a month ago, I guess at this point, we did stay at a hotel finally, uh, because, you know, I, I the, 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 you know, I, I mentioned this to Van, this hotel room had this very interesting layout where they had actually had a, a, a kind of a mini room within the room though mm-hmm. so it had its own door oh. and it was like a separate space but it wasn't like a suite or anything it was just this is how the hotel was but the reason for that is because the my two kids they they kind of need to sleep separately in, in like enclosed rooms so an airbnb is great for that because it's like a house but but i know your kids love hotels right man they do yeah <laughs> and it's funny because it's Things that you know, you and I would normally take for granted because we kind of grew up with it when we were younger. But you know, for yeah. our kids, they, they, it's just totally strange to them, right? So, the the first thing they do when they run into a hotel room is to go to the telephone, like the landline, out of all things, and you know they start like pretending that they're on a call and all that. And you know, we always have to make sure to to unplug the phone jack <laughs> behind oh, so they don't cute. call anybody on mistake. You that know, is, so they're just kind of like you know, in many. And many times there's like, you know, sometimes there's like two phones in there, right? So, they're, you know, they're, one is on the one end and the other one is on the other end. And I think even when we went to Vegas a couple months back, uh, you know, the hotel we were at had a phone inside of the toilet. And they that blew their minds. Like, it just kind of like, they just, I asked them like, hey, what was the most, you know, what was the most fun thing about Vegas? And they said, oh, the, the phone in the toilet. I'm like, what? So, so yeah, it's just, so funny. it's just funny. It, yeah, it's just hilarious that, um, you know, how much, like, at least my kids, they just love hotels. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it, we could go at, into any crap, like, you know, city yeah. in, in the world, but as long as it, it's in the hotel, like, they'll yeah. be happy. Well, I can, I can attest to, I love hotels as well, so I share that. And I, I, oh, yeah? I recall being very impressed, and I always thought it was the coolest thing when I was a kid, uh, that there was a, a phone next to the toilet like you could be sitting on the toilet mm. and pick a call I was like, whoa <laughs> so um i share your kids um uncle shares the niece's affinity for those things and hotels you know that's are awesome. pretty cool and and that's yeah. why van i you know I'm, you know I, I try to frequent as many hotels as i can and get loyalty to get those upgrades because i do love those hotels so that's actually one big benefit from being your brother-in-law is that sometimes you 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 know you pass along some of those benefits. Yeah, so that's pretty for sure, awesome. Man. For sure. So I'm assuming they had yeah. a good time at this hotel. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. good. Well, 
as we mentioned last time on this episode, this is going to be part two of our money and finance um, and kids episode angle that we wanted to kind of share with a lot of uh, with a lot of our listeners who have kids, especially. And what we're going to do this episode is actually, I kind of sent, I, I came along, uh, across one of these articles a few weeks back, and it was specifically the article, and I'll, I'll, I'll read it verbatim: is ten things kids should know. By the t- uh, about money by the time they're 10 years old. So I thought it was very timely to the topic that we were talking about. So I sent it to Van. And essentially what I'm going to ask Van, I'm going to go through each one of these top 10 items. And I'm just going to ask Van to kind of share with us his thought process in terms of whether it's practical or is it more theoretical? Because what I found, and I don't know if Van, you you've, um, have seen similar articles, is that there's a lot of these kinds of articles out in the internet, right? So different kinds of blogs oh, yeah. write about it. You know, top five things kids should know, or five things people uh, kids should really be trained on. You know, by the age they're five, etc. And I always think, gosh, like otherwise known as clickbait, clickbait, so. right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I read it, I'm like, and, and probably this article is one of those. But it just seemed like a good time to like let's let's actually look into it and and see like. Given the past episode that we just talked about, there's principles. Van has implemented some of this. And if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. But then basically putting that up against an article that speaks about these things. What I wanted to do with Van is just really kind of hear Van's feedback based on his, you know, he's read the book. He's looked at the principles he's implemented in, in, in person and in reality. Um, do these things hold up? So this article is actually from a platform or a website called tiny beans which is something that actually i subscribe to i don't know van have you heard of tiny beans before i haven't yeah, I, yeah i'm not you know i haven't at all and uh, this is the first article that you sent me from them okay perfect yeah so um so for all this full disclosure van you know has no ties to tiny beans <laughs> whether it's good or not good um, <laughs> it's just purely an article that we saw um for those that you know are interested tiny beans is is essentially a platform for parents you know and it's something that every so often i do look up especially for kids activities um in the orange county area where we live but it you know they also do apparently a lot more than this because i i went on it today and i was like oh wow they have like a whole app and everything so uh, i will link this article in the show notes and you know if you are interested in reading into detail on each one of these points I encourage you to do that. I'm not necessarily going to read it verbatim. I'm just kind of going to go through each one of these points and have Van kind of speak to that. Does that work, Van? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Are you ready? Okay. The first one here is, it says, the article says, the first thing kids should know, again, top 10 things for about money that kids should know before they're 10. First one is use everyday moments to talk about money. Um, and in particular, you know, they give an example of things like, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you're going to, you know, put your groceries, charge it on a credit card or versus a debit card, you try to really talk to your kids about, hey, what am I doing? Right. A credit card is this. A debit card is this. Practical or theoretical? 
I think it depends on how old the kid is because mm, I think if you're talking to somebody who doesn't know how to add yet or doesn't oh, know yeah. basic math, um, it, it'll practical. be tough to uh, you know, provide that, right? Yeah. But um, for somebody who's older, uh, like I would say my older daughter, I think this would be very practical. Um, mm. You can help explain you know, things like that. Um, and many, many times, you know, I, I, you know, when we were at the checkout counter, you know, I, you know, we, you know, she asked if she can pay, right? Or use our oh, money to very pay. Cool. And at least, cool. at least she knows like, you know, kind of the sequence of, you know, scanning and then that you know every time you scan there's a price and mm -hmm. you know, when you pay you, you know you, you use either cash or a credit card or you know some sort of card to pay for it right and you know she so she understands you know how to do all that and plus you know it helps you have another bagger you know, yeah well. <laughs> so so, so yeah. follow-up question to that van does your daughter your oldest daughter does she see a, a difference between between saying let's say you know you pay by cash and you know she actually sees the physical cash being given from you to the cashier versus a card where you're just swiping and she doesn't see any cash does she ever make that kind of connection like hey what why is there a difference there I think right now it doesn't. She doesn't see the difference because mm. to her, like you know, it's just a game. So she doesn't ah, really understand the difference. And I, I have to say, you know, to uh, just to be you know truthful to everybody, we, uh, my wife and I haven't really done a good job to explain that to her either, right? Mm. And and she's it wasn't something that she's asked us yet. <laughs> so gotcha, I gotcha. think um, and I think right now she just thinks it as hey, it's just a fun game that I get to play. You know, be, uh, when we leave the store and um, ah. yeah, it's just you know it's it's just <laughs> i don't think the the money exchange is anything that um is very consequential to her yet until she spends her own money I got think. It. so right yep. and right now a lot of the stuff that we buy is not is things that you know just things that we need for the house yep. but it's different when they spend mommy and daddy's money right versus their own yeah play money play money so that sounds like a in between right uh, potentially practical yeah. could be theoretical depending on age okay Let's go to number two, which I, I think I have a good inkling of what you're going to say. Number two is talk okay. about wants versus needs. And in this particular case, you know, they talk about the fact that, you know, needs are the things we buy before we buy the things we want. Thoughts on that, Van? Practical or theoretical? Ooh, this is a tough one because... Oh, interesting. Hmm. Because, I mean, I think it also deals with the age part as well, right? Sure, because, sure. you know, if you talk to my younger one, like, for instance, you know, you go to a store with a young one, uh, everything that she likes is a need <laughs> automatically, right? So it's like, it's hard for them to distinguish what, uh, you know, what really is a want versus a need. Whereas my older one, I mean, she's she is a bit more mature. So she she I think she has a better grasp of that. So, you know, especially, you know, when we're trying to... You know, clear out the room or do some spring cleaning. Like my my youngest one is just like a hoarder and says, "Yeah, she just needs everything." She needs <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I would say I, I would say it is practical, but it's just something that you would just have to kind of um, ingrain in them as they're growing up, right? Gotcha. And then try to continue this that lesson. And, and and sometimes you know we just kind of throw things away that you know we don't think yeah. she needs you know behind her back. But uh, regardless, I think it's just uh, I, I I agree that that is more practical. More practical, yeah. That, that I actually thought that that's what you were going to lean um, pretty heavily. But to your point, that mm -hmm. probably makes a lot of sense as well. Okay, yeah. moving on. Uh, the third point on this list is you pay kids for unusual tasks. And in particular, the example they give is, what does this say here? It says things like asking them to do work they don't usually do. I didn't know what to make of this, mm. but I'm curious what you thought, because uh, it certainly is a this idea of what Dave Ramsey talks about, about hiring or a commission, right, that you give to your kids for yeah. doing something. 
Uh, but they, they specifically say unusual tasks. And I'm not sure why, but I'm kind of curious, you know, what your take or initial feedback would be in, in seeing that. I'm assuming they're, they're, uh, what they're trying to convey is that, you know, unusual tasks are not are things that are kind of out of their norm, right? It's mm. things that are not part of their routine to do. Ah, is kind of what I'm interpreting sense. with this one. Yep. However, um, I would say, I mean, maybe this is just because of the cultural bias. But I, living in an Asian household, I feel like you know you're just expected to do everything <laughs> regardless. Yeah. You know, regardless of what your parents throw at you. So to me, I kind of instilled some of that you know first generation um, you know immigrant lifestyle where you know when I when my kids would complain about you know certain things that you know they're like hey like you know why isn't you know this so and so doing this and I'm like well because you're older and you're more capable right yeah. or you know or I would go uh, say, or I would maybe be a little bit more basically provide different task based on their skill levels and all that but I don't know I mean I would say on a normal household this is probably something very practical yeah. uh, that you can probably reward Makes for sense. them to do something that kind of goes above and beyond right but I, I feel like it's because of my immigrant mentality it's hard for me to do that <laughs> it, I, I get the sense of you know you're supposed to you're do, supposed to do <laughs> what that. I right. asked you to do right yeah how yeah. funny okay but so, but yeah, I have to but I have to say though like um, when they volunteer for things you know some um, many times my wife and I, you know, we give them an extra point that day uh, yeah. in our point system That's uh, right. so, uh, because of something that they volunteered to do. But if they're being voluntold to do something, then, I, you know, I, I generally don't give them extra points for that because it's like, you know, it's expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and and if, if folks, if you're wondering what the point system is, again, I encourage you to go, to go back to the episode right before this. Essentially, Van has this kind of elaborate point system, but um, um, I'll let that episode handle that. Uh, very cool van. Moving on. This one is, you know, I think an interesting one. Number four on the top 10 things is demonstrate the wonder of compound interest. Like, wow. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, I don't know how to teach a 10 year old that. I mean, I'm I was assuming. like, wow, I can't believe this is on here, but very theoretical. Like, right, I, I didn't say. I mean, I don't know when, did you learn this? When did you learn compound interest? I know. Interest? And I was I'm like, curious. he's like, I don't think it was in. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I almost feel like it was probably in high school where you really understood In high school? It, right? Okay. You know, and maybe even yeah, college. I mean, like, I, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't think it was something like, we, well, no, high school for sure. Now that I think about it, high school for sure. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I remember in high school that they maybe they might have like spent like maybe fifteen minutes talking about it, and yeah. then they, you know might have given like some very obtuse like example mm-hmm, that I mm-hmm. couldn't relate to because you know it's just at the time I didn't have any money, so I, I didn't really care, right? But um, yeah, I mean, I, this is like compound interest wasn't something I, I that I learned until well into my adulthood. I mean, I would even say some in some cases fully grasp it after college, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, to teach, I mean, I, maybe you can do some exercises uh, to Im- illustrate this, but then I feel like it, it, it complicates the math a lot for these young minds, right? I mean, right. I think it's something right. you can definitely introduce as a, to a, mid- a middle schooler or you know a high schooler, but. To somebody who's still in elementary school, I mean, it's very advanced stuff, I would say. Yeah. That, that's I, I would chuck this on the theoretical side. theoretical yeah. side. That's, that's, that's how I categorize it as well. Um, it just seems pretty complicated for a 10-year-old, even, you know, just the max age in this article to do. But um, I guess mm-hmm. something they believe um okay yeah <laughs> also uh so hitting the kind of the halfway point here the fifth one here is explaining the different types of money we actually touched on this a little bit i didn't know this was on here mm-hmm. but again in this case you know explaining coins versus paper bills versus checks versus debit and credit cards um again 
is that something that you think would be practical or theoretical? Hmm. I think it's theoretical at 10 years old because I, I can't imagine most 10 year olds having a ch- you know any of these accounts, right? And I would be wary to show the kids like the you know your own check uh, you know accounts because it has like you know real dollars and things like that because you know I I always want to give the kids the impression that you know we're poorer than, <laughs> than we are in reality. So because like the reason because you know once you um, I, at least that's my philosophy, at least, because I don't think they're um, old enough to handle. Because if they can see like a thousand dollars in the checking account, right, they may think that, oh, that's the equivalent of like a million dollars in their mind. So, again, I, I don't think they're quite there yet. So, I would say this is probably more theoretical um, until like they have their own accounts and you could kind of explain to them as, in a way that they can um, relate to, right? Because if, if I were to t- uh, explain to my daughter, you know, what's a checking versus saving versus credit card right now, I think. It, it, it's just there's no way she can relate to that or you know have any interest unfortunately totally totally yeah i mean do you do you agree with that one uh, kevin or i'm curious to see what your thoughts are on that one <laughs> yeah i mean i you know i i think you know you gave some additional context that i didn't consider but i, I think it, when i first read through this and kind of on first blush i was like yeah that makes sense right like explain to them like hey this is a coin um this is a paper bill this is a check this is a debit and credit card you know and all of them are used for different you know for purchasing something and their but their usage may be different but ultimately it is quote unquote money right um but to your point maybe you know that complexity is is you know maybe there's more complexity to it i guess than than simply looking at it that way but um so yeah, sounds like sounds like something that could be in between. You think practical and theoretical? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it could. Yeah, I would. I, you know, let's say it is in between because I could see that. You know, it, I could see that if the child has some interest, you can definitely you know take advantage of that of that interest and kind of go through these different things. But um, I mean, for most ten year olds, I, I can't imagine them you know wanting to sit down to go. You know, here is a checking account. You know, and this is <laughs> this is what you do to it. So because like you know when they don't have interest, it's kind of when they don't learn, and it's like if they don't learn. Then, you know, why spend the energy to do this type of stuff when, you know, maybe there's a better way of teaching them, right? Or there's a better time to do this. But I'm not saying that, you know, don't teach them this. It's just, I think, you know, I think this is something that a high schooler would benefit more from because yep. it's something that they can relate to how they can utilize it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Then I'm curious what you think about number six because that's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's talk about credit cards. So I'm guessing you would think the same. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I would actually say this could be a very uh, practical one, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, I know that in the in the notes here, um, you know, maybe uh, I don't. I'm not talking about the importance of interest as you as we have in the notes here. It's mm-hmm. more about you know the concept of owing people money, and I think you know uh-huh. having that concept early on is very huge, right? Because when they start owing like you know their their siblings money or they owe their parents money or whatever right ah. it kind of creates this burden on them and i i actually think <laughs> that you know maybe don't use it in terms of credit card but maybe in ter- um, make it a lesson of debt so i think that's very practical if they can do that i'm curious man in the dave ramsey book given dave's very big no-no when it comes to debt and credit cards and all that did, yeah. is there a, a rejection of or does it even come up i guess in the book 
for kids? I, you know, if like I'm, let's see, I'm trying, kind of just jogging through my memory. But if I recall correctly, I think the um, the the lesson was that you know that there's no debt. You only pay for things that you have money for or that you've saved up money for, and ah, that, that they they, like they go through the um, the dangers of having debt and all that. But I would say definitely, you know, they're they're no credit card family and all mm. that, right? So I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. But I'm just saying that in this case, like you know, maybe. If you want to create some sort of lesson for for the kids, like you can come up with an exercise, or like let's say you know they have like ten uh, dollars um, mm-hmm. to buy a new toy with, but then you know the the toy that they want is like a fifteen dollar toy. Then I mean. I probably wouldn't do this. I probably wouldn't loan them $5 to do that because, you know, um, you, then in that case, you have to, uh, you would have to essentially provide some sort of lesson for them to pay you back. But um, I mean, so I, I could say in theory, so like, uh, you know, uh, a, a parent can provide a lesson to like, to kind of have a balance sheet of what the kid owes. And then like, when it comes time to like pay up, you know, let's say they'd have some sort of allowance or some sort of commission, then it just gets deducted <laughs> from, from their, you know, essentially their paycheck. Right. So you can do that practically. Yeah. That's, I don't see why you can't. Yeah. It seems like, you know, with, with regards to credit cards, I didn't expect um, you to talk about owing, but, that's that's a super good concept and i think something that kids can grasp uh because absolutely yeah because kids are always constantly thinking like oh where's my toy they took my toy and it's kind of the same idea (laughs) is that uh you owe someone um well moving along number seven and eight are actually tied together here man and it's talking about budget so i'm going to do them together the seventh Mm -hmm. one is called sure or is is, uh, mentioned here is teaching your kids to budget and plan for their needs um, and in particular, mm-hmm. this one is referring to this idea of, you know, just again, ensuring that they are understanding that there there is a limit to their money, right? You can't just buy everything mm-hmm. everywhere, any time. And then number eight, just kind of following up to that is don't fudge the budget. So making sure <laughs> yeah. that, you know, look, you're, if, if you're going to, save up and 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 set a budget don't mess with it um and the one thing that i want to mention here that was interesting about the three jars they actually have a four jars scenario where Mm. that fourth jar is actually invest um so curious to hear interesting yeah curious to hear your feedback on a kind of this the idea of you know is is it practical or theoretical to have kids budget and, and plan um and then this, I you know, your take on this fourth jar in their scenario. Yeah, I think um, I think this is very practical, um, mm. and okay. it mainly because, especially if um, there is something that they're saving up for, um, or you know, there's something that they have, uh, they don't have enough money to pay, or let's say they have, you know, obviously they have a set amount of money to buy like you know things that they want, right? Um, you know, we can you can help your child devise a plan to you know see you know how long how many weeks or how many months it would take to save up for this or you know let's say they're going out on like a, uh, you know on a, a, at amusement park for instance and um, you know if they wanted to buy uh, you know you give them you know, if they have a certain amount of money to go to an amusement park then you could t- help plan that hey for you can budget this much for food this much for rides and this much for you know whatever or, uh, prizes right so I mean those are things that you can definitely actively plan with your kids. Um, as far as the investing part, that, that is interesting um, because I think that is a very important part as well. And I think it's also practical to show. And as a matter of fact, with my kids, for all their New Year's money and all their birthday money, you know, it is, I don't put it in the bank account for them. What, what I do is I, I actually just invest it in a brokerage account. 
you know, right now, I think they're still a bit too young to like understand what investing is. But I think a ten-year-old might be able to understand, you know, um, you know how much money you put in versus how much money you earn, and they could see that correlation, you know, pretty easily, right? So I think it's something that, again, it's definitely definitely practical to um, to uh, demonstrate to your kids. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so it sounds like something you you definitely would say are good tidbits for kids to follow. Yeah, it's just I'm curious to see how, how you know for the investing portion. I don't. I'm curious to see how you could tie that back into compound interest. I mean, I'm still yeah. kind of scratching my head with that, but I think you could you could link that somehow. That's but actually, I, I just yeah. don't. I can't think of a way to you know explain to a ten year old what that means yet. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like practically, like the logistical challenges with the jar method again. Like I think that was really sound what you mentioned last time, which is like you have to get real creative when you start adding in complexity to these, right? It's like, oh, look, these marbles became 10 marbles, you know? It's like, oh. Yeah, and <laughs> magically. Like, oh, you know, it's like it might be one bridge too far, but on a point system, like maybe yeah. you can just explain, like, yeah, hey, you get more points because, you know, so and so forth, you know? But, but I'm sure there are ways yeah. creatively to do it. The, the, the point is you're doing something. Uh Cool. So number nine here, Van, is modeling charitable giving, which I know you you and your wife do quite a bit. So wanted to hear your thoughts on, you know, when do you feel like kids ought to be ingrained in this this feedback? Is this practical? Is this theoretical? Oh, this is completely practical, I yeah. think. It, and it's something that I think um, you can definitely talk to your child about to see, you know, certain things that they care about. So, like, for instance, if they care about their environment or they care about, like, animals or, you know, like, my, my kids, um, my... You know, my kids they like watching these rescue puppy dog videos on on YouTube, and you know, um, I you know, one time we actually even decided to um, uh, donate to an animal shelter, things like that, right? So uh, it's Very definitely cool. practical in this kind. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. Um, instilling those values, um, I think are are good earlier in life as well. And then lastly, Van, and I can't imagine that you would think differently that it's not practical, but the 10th one is really just the catch-all, which is basically to say reinforcing positive money choices. Um, essentially, all the things that we just, they kind of alluded to above. Um, would you agree that that's a practical decision? And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean let's follow everything that they're saying, but whatever the money philosophy you are planning to put in there, reinforcing it. Um, is important. Absolutely. I mean, this yeah. is completely practical and it's something that, you know, you should do from day one um, right. because if, right. you know, if you are, if they're doing something positive, um, it's something you should definitely encourage. And because w when you encourage it, then um, more than likely they're going to continue that positive trend versus if you don't kind of, if you kind of keep it all within you, then there's al they're always going to question like, you know, am I, am I doing something bad <laughs> or, or anything or, you know, if, if they're just they just would self-doubt uh, have a lot of self-doubt for themselves and that's not where you want to be especially when it comes to something like money right because this is something that um if you build the the, the basic foundations now then you know later on they're just gonna not only they would benefit from it but then you as a parent would benefit from it as well right because more, hopefully you know they don't they're not gonna smooch off of you <laughs> and in your older um when, when you get older so uh, yeah, it's just th think of it as investing it in them, and in, in, um, I guess that's all I can say. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. 
Well, cool. That brings us to the end of the 10 points, Van. So sounds like, you know, for the most part, sounds like, you know, w- would you say your overall takeaway is that there's some level of agreement on some of this stuff? Yeah, I mean, definitely because it's, diff- you know, I, I keep saying that there's not a, you know, one size fits all for all this, right? And I, mean, I think even when we were discussing, we're kind of discussing in generalities and based on our own experience, but I'm sure that, you know, people can poke a lot of counter arguments to, <laughs> to what we just talked about. So, uh, it at the end of the day, I think it's just it's just you should probably apply things that you think would work out for you uh, mainly, right? And um, if things do seem compelling, you know, find a way to integrate that into your lives. And you know, like I said, just really you know try to you know to me, it's, when they're young, it's all about their habits and behavior. And I, I you know, if if um, as long as you can provide that baseline, I think you know a lot of other they would be successful in other parts of their livelihood as, yeah. as well. Um, cool, Van. So that sure. brings us to the end of this episode. If you folks have any other questions or comments or feedback, etc., please reach out to us at a word about wealth at gmail.com. And Van, where can people find out more about Self Reliant FI? That's right. Uh, if you or anyone you know are interested in having a personal one-on-one co- financial coaching session, please contact me at selfreliantfi at gmail.com. I offer a free consultation session, so there's really no risk to you. Again, please reach out at selfreliantfi at gmail.com if you're interested. All right, folks, we will talk to you next time. All right, take care, everyone.